Okay, welcome everyone to another episode of the Charity Charge Show. Today, I am super excited to bring to you the CEO of 1% for the Planet, Kate Williams. Kate, thank you so much for being on the Charity Charge podcast. Thank you, Stephen. I'm so psyched to be here. Yeah, you know, um, what we had gone through just a moment ago were some technical difficulties, but for anyone listening, you know, Kate has been a friend and someone that, um, you know, has been part of the Charity Charge community now for pretty much over three years, I'd say. You originally reached out, um, I think, when we were on the Today Show and got that initial blast of press, and it's been really awesome to be able to grow this um, with your support and involvement. I'm, we're so psyched too. I mean, I have a personal charity charge card and we have our business charity charge cards. And it just, to me, I can't imagine doing anything else. And it's been a total pleasure to work with you as you've brought it to life. Well, I, I truly appreciate that. You know, what I really wanted to share with, with everyone on this episode of the podcast is a bit about your work with 1% for the planet. You know, I think very much so. I'm so proud to, to be working with you and especially love your model of involving businesses. But, you know, just to kind of initially, I guess, preface it, do you mind sharing with the audience a bit about um, 1% for the planet, how it was formed initially and what you guys are up to from a kind of day-to-day mission and vision perspective? Absolutely. So 1% for the Planet was founded in 2002 by Yvonne Chouinard, who's pretty well known as the founder of Patagonia, and his fishing buddy, uh, Craig Matthews. And they essentially had a revelation on the riverbank. They were fishing, which is something they love to do. And they realized that the land that they were standing on to fish, to do the activity that they love, and also that their businesses depend on, um, the land that they were standing on was threatened with development. And so that was sort of their aha moment to realize, you know, as business people and recreational outdoors people, we need to tie our business to the protection of the things that we love and care about. So it started there and it's expanded significantly from, you know, specific land protection to a broader environmental commitment and the way it works and really the way it has worked from the get-go with, you know, improvements, but the basic model has been consistent is that we engage member companies to give back 1% of their annual sales. So it's not a, it's not a commitment tied to profits. It's a commitment tied to sales. So no matter how your business does, a cost of doing that business is giving back to the planet. And our you know, sort of theory of change as you were, as you, as if you will, is to, um, to give back to nonprofits. So we believe, as Yvonne and the founders believed, that nonprofits play a really important specific role in driving change. They can be activists, they can go where there are no markets, they can address issues quickly um, in a really hard-hitting way. And so partnering uh, companies and nonprofits together to drive change is incredibly powerful. And so our model creates this credible way that businesses are every single year committing their 1% to driving change through this nonprofit giving. And we certify that giving every year. We help our member companies to develop their nonprofit partnerships. We work with our nonprofits to ensure that they're able to make those connections. And then we tell lots of big stories about that so that consumers can see the opportunity. And we've grown from that riverbank moment to having close to 2,000 members globally. We're in 60 countries, um, and we have given uh, close to 225 million over the lifetime of the organization. And when I say we, I mean the companies who are members who are doing the giving. 
I think it's really just such a brilliant model. And, you know, for people that are listening, part of what I want to go into is the approach of, you know, engaging philanthropy from businesses. So many of, um, you know, nonprofits, generally speaking, start being very individual and like consumer donor uh, centric of raising funds. I think your model um, of engaging businesses really still is very unique when you broadly speaking, when you think about the philanthropic market. I'm curious, um, you know, we're a member company, of course, and I saw a tremendous amount of value in joining. I mean, first and foremost, it matched our ideals and values. Um, and, you know, I, I can go on and on about, um, you know, involvement that I've had with different environmental initiatives. So as a company owner, it really made a lot of sense. But what I also think is really neat about your model when there's been more and more a move towards co- corporate social responsibility and companies figuring out how to give back is that 1% for the planet, in my mind, you may think differently, so feel free to, to uh, object. But I think of 1% for the planet as providing a real um, value add kind of corporate social responsibility in a box in the sense of, you know, if a company joins, you can advise them on, you know, their interest area. You can also provide them with assets and other things. Do you mind talking about it a little bit from what you feel you hear from your member businesses perspectives of the kind of value add that they're getting out of being a member? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a terrific question. Um, and, and I would say, you know, essentially, you know, I like the idea of a box and it's a box with a lot of things in it when you, you know, if you think about that as like the, the box or basket of values that we offer. So when a member company joins, not only are they making this commitment to give directly and drive impact through their nonprofit partners, which is huge. I mean, and, and like you could stop right there and there's a lot of value there, but what comes with that is that we also um, become our team, our staff team becomes direct partners with that company to help them identify who the, the best fit nonprofit partners are in the first place to build that connection, to share a lot of ideas and tools um, for how to develop that partnership, how to tell the story, how to get the story out there. You know, some companies need more, some want more, some want less. You know, we customize how we respond based on companies' needs, but there's a lot of support that we can provide. Um, a member also becomes part of a network of other member companies. So, you know, you join this peer network of other companies who are saying, hey, this is really important. And it's not an easy thing to do. You know, 1% of top line sales is not insignificant. It's a very real big number. Anyone who is you know, involved in running a business knows that. And so to figure out how to make the most out of that um, is, you know, can feel challenging. And so to have this peer network of other companies who have either figured some stuff out that you want to learn from or who seem to be doing something interesting or that you want to partner together to do a joint story. So we have a lot of great just sort of cross fertilization within the network, which is really exciting. And then um, we also throw really fun events, I'll say. So we do, you know, smaller regional networking events, but then our big annual global summit, our European summit, they're just really great opportunities. They feel like these incredibly energizing, like buzzing events where people are just talking to each other and getting ideas and getting fired up. And, um, and it's really great to just see how people take advantage of that sort of full suite of the values of membership. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I want to share with you and also with the audience is when I attended the first summit that I went to, I think it was your second one ever, 
in Boulder, Colorado. And by the way, I was supposed to be at your your one uh, this past uh, past April in Portland. Unfortunately, I had to go and help my grandfather with something, so I missed out. But I'm looking forward to next year's. But uh, when I went to that one in Boulder, it was unbelievable, the energy there. I mean, it truly was remarkable. And something that I think is so wonderful about, so to speak, the commitment that you have, that 1% of revenue, is I knew right away you know, that these were my people. When I walked in, I mean, it was obvious that this was not greenwashing. It was clear that these you know, business owners and business leaders that were there as representatives of their companies, as members of 1% for the planet, really just were real, awesome, good people who um, had a strong commitment. And immediately I felt that energy. And so I think it's just so wonderful what you've created in this network of companies that truly do care about giving back. Yeah, I, I appreciate you pointing that out because it is a really um, valuable piece of it. And one thing I would want to just add to that, because I think it's important and something we really celebrate is, is while there is that common ground that through that shared commitment, there's also, it's a really diverse group of people in different industries, different ages, um, different backgrounds, but there's this shared common ground around we've got to tie our business to making the, the planet a healthier place. And so, you know, in that sense, it's a really unique network because it creates this opportunity to kind of bind together people who wouldn't normally have that opportunity to connect and to have there be that feeling of like, these are my people. So we're, we're really psyched about that and certainly look forward to continuing to develop that. I, I agree completely. And I, I think it's worth maybe talking about some of the one-offs to give examples because while you have small companies that are kind of just getting started, but deciding that they want to have a commitment to um, the environment, they can join 1% for the planet. But also for anyone listening, I mean, I'm just going to rattle off some of the brands that I personally love. Um, Faraday Clothing, 1% for the planet member. I love Honest Tea, 1% for the planet mem member. I was recently in a um, Shake Shack in Austin, saw that they were a 1% for the planet member. Um, New Belgium, 1% for the planet member. So do you mind going just and Ben and Jerry's, and I can kind of go on and on with a lot of these national or even international brands. Could you give maybe just one or two that come top of mind to give like a tangible example of what, say, you know, New Belgium's doing or uh, Honest Tea? Yeah, definitely. So in terms of their giving, is that what you mean? Yeah, and just, just from their perspective, yeah. like they're a member company, how they're brought, maybe broadcasting that out, you know, why it's maybe important for them. Just yeah. trying to give a tangible example that, you know, anyone listening who's, you know, a consumer may have seen some of these bigger brands and can kind of more tangibly understand the 1% for the planet model. Yeah, sure. So um, let's use um, New Belgium. So they're a member actually with their fat tire um, beer. So we do have this product And it's line. Friday. Do you know Friday. what Fridays are? Is it Fat Tire Fridays? It's Fat Tire Fridays. Excellent. Bingo. So wow. perfect day to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so excellent. Good. I'm glad. I love winning trivia because I don't usually do that. But so, so for them, you know, an interest related that's sort of tied to what Fat Tire is all about is an idea of alternative transportation. So I, I have to say off the top of my head, I don't know exactly who they're supporting, but the kinds of partnerships that they would be involved in with that would have to do with sort of biking and alternative transportation that reduces fossil fuel and uh, fossil fuel use and, and emissions. So that would be, you know, kind of one example um, from, from them. Another brand, I'll just use an example, uh, Sunski, they make amazing sunglasses and they're a super fun, just really energetic 1% for the planet 
brand and and they have a great story because through their giving partnerships which, which were initially just you know flat out outdoor oriented you know the founders of sunski love the outdoors you know they're what the product that they make can be used like in the city but also outdoors so it all kind of ties together but through their giving partnerships and they really leaned into them and got to know who they were giving to and through those partnerships they're nonprofit partners, particularly Adventure Scientists, which is a great nonprofit based out of Bozeman, Montana, they sort of said, hey, you guys, you have a lot of plastic. Like, let's start addressing that. And so it was really interesting how they started out as a giving relationship, which then turned into, a, um, you know, I think essentially like a friendship and partnership, which then turned into a great mechanism to create some awareness about an opportunity for further impact that they could have. So uh, Sunski is now on track to be fully 100% uh, recycled frames, sunglasses frames, and to eliminate plastic from their packaging. And that all sort of stemmed from the relationships they built through that giving. So it's like, it's a really cool thing to see. It's not only who you choose to give to, but how you choose to partner with them and then what unexpected but amazing things can come from that. I think it's so awesome. And, you know, kind of just in a general kind of like holistic approach, the thing that I keep getting back to anybody that maybe that's listening and either owns a business or, you know, works at a company that, you know, is interested in getting involved. To me, it's very much the halo effect that the businesses get um, about being part of the 1% for the planet brand. I think so many companies, um, as I chat with small business owners, you know, they're faced with challenges and struggles, both on the small business side and nationally about how do we create um, a corporate philanthropy program? How do we um, story tell that and leverage that to our audience? And I, I think that the value add of 1% for the planet is just so neat to be able to be giving back. But then as kind of a byproduct of that, you're already tapped into the 1% for the planet member network and um, can join in with the different events, but also get the advisement and kind of, you know, you're sitting back your team, I think, and seeing what works, what could be improved upon as you're working with company after company. So, you know, 1% for the planet's able to bring those best practices to the business. So to me, it's really, you know, any company that's interested in, you know, environmental initiatives, I, I would say, you know, if, if you're going to give the money and be supportive of an environmental group, I think it's awesome to join the 1% for the planet member network and get additional, you know, access to all of these things. To me, it's a kind of a complete no brainer, especially for companies that, you know, have a commitment or interest in, supporting environmental initiatives. Yeah, and I definitely appreciate you saying that. And and one thing I want to just pull out around the um, your comment about the halo effect is I think it's it's really, really important to sort of pay attention to that consumer opportunity right now. So, you know, since the time that 1% for the planet was founded, there's been a significant growth in consumer interest in being essentially being able to use your dollars to drive change. So you know, anytime we're purchasing something, we, ha it, we can make purchases that make positive change or have a negative impact or somewhere in the middle. And, you know, I think for a long time, there wasn't the awareness of that, nor was there necessarily a lot of opportunity. You know, you didn't have that choice, but there's been a huge upswing in the last few years, even of, you know, purchasers, consumers saying, hey, you know, we know that we can have choices to spend our dollars in ways that have a positive change, and we want to do that. So, uh, you know, one statistic that's interesting is that 91% of global citizens have expressed an interest in, in hearing about, 
you know, CSR initiatives, you know, responsibility initiatives that companies are taking and, um, and or but, depending on how you like to phrase things, it has to be a credible commitment. It has to be honest and clear. And that's the beauty of 1% for the planet as a third party working with companies that has the expertise to help you not only, you know, develop these great partnerships in the first place, but then to certify that, to provide our logo, which is really clearly understood in the marketplace. It creates this strong signal to a, a very interested consumer public that, you know, wants to know that, you know, this company is driving positive change. So, you know, it's, it's, it's truly is a halo effect for an audience that is looking for that halo. I love it. And I think that obviously you're, you're at the helm of this. So you see it so much, uh, you can articulate it so much better than I can. I think the point that you just made there makes so much sense because we do very much live in a world where there's a ton of greenwashing, um, meaning there's a lot of companies that obviously there's a ton let's acknowledge them that are doing amazing work, but there's also other companies and people that are trying to leverage philanthropy um, to promote their business, but really, you know, at their core, they're not doing anything meaningful to give back. And the fact that you are providing that overarching brand recognition and certification um, is killer. I just think, I just think is really, really neat. You know, as we kind of round out this, this, this interview, Kate, one of the things that I also think is really unique about your model, and I want to kind of make a, make a statement, something that was eye-opening for me, and I'm curious your just thoughts on it in general, both from, you know, being kind of in the day-to-day of operating 1% for the planet and just your thoughts on the philanthropic world in general. But without further ado, where I'm going with this is that, you know, we as a member company have decided to give our donation directly to 1% for the planet. And it's so funny because, you know, to me, 1% for the planet stands very much to be able to provide a uh, platform and connection certification point for these member companies. And really, you selflessly advise these member companies to give 1% of their revenue to all of these amazing uh, environmental organizations. Yet, you're a nonprofit yourselves. And the first time that I was at your summit in Boulder, that it really dawned on me, oh my God, like if we want 1% for the planet to stay in business and keep serving their mission, you need support as well to keep your lights on and be able to operate. So you mind talking a little bit about your model? Because I do think, um, I don't want to be misguided here, but you probably have an interesting metric of dollars that kind of you take in and how you're able to maximize those as you continue to be able to operate and run 1% for the planet as an organization itself. Yeah, and I, I really appreciate that question, uh, understandably. Um, and, and, you know, I would, I would, I think a good way to think about 1% for the planet, the organization, is that we're a super efficient engine for change. And a kind of metric, as you mentioned, a metric to, to understand that is that, you know, our budget is around 2 million annually, and we have about 15 staff members, which, you know, in some, you know, by some standards, that's a big nonprofit. By most standards, we're a pretty small nonprofit. Um, and so 2 million budget last year, we certified close to 25 million in giving from our network. So if you kind of do that little ratio there, you can see that, you know, our engine drives big change and we really focus on that. We love to see that big spread because we like to know that we're being super efficient with every dollar that comes in. And and we do very real work. Um, you know, we're not the ones planting the trees, but we're getting more dollars out there to plant more trees. And that needs to happen. Um, another 
statistic that's relevant is um, in the U.S. where we have this data of the total philanthropy that's given across the board to all categories. So education, you know, health, different things, you know, looking at total philanthropy going to all causes, only 3% of total philanthropy goes to the environment. Um, and I got to say, without needing to really back it up, that's not enough. Our planet is the foundation for all health, for all well-being, for any economy that we have. So to have a thriving planet is so critical to so many other issues. And yet, um, I think for a variety of reasons, uh, there's just insufficient funding for that. It's overwhelming. How do I give? How does it make change? You know, the list goes on. So what we're really trying to do is to provide some clarity, to provide a really simple model that enables us to get more dollars going out to the environment. And we do that through being a really hardworking, efficient organization that is able, again, to use our small budget to get a lot more dollars out there. I, I think it's, that's awesome. It's so well said. And again, I really appreciate the selfless nature of 1% for the planet and the work that you're doing, because it is creating this massive um, multiplier effect for funds going to, you know, environmental initiatives and, and all of these organizations that are, are benefiting of it. Um, clearly, um, you know, a lot of it, is, of the change, you know, 1% for the planet is driving for them. So anyway, I, I think it's just such a cool, cool model. We'll obviously include it in the show notes, but for anyone um, listening along, Kate, what would be the best way? What's your website? How can they find out more information? Yeah, so our website is 1% for the planet, all spelled out in letters.org. Um, we also are very active on Instagram and Facebook, and those are linked on our website, so you can go right there and find those, but that's a fun way. We're often featuring numbers and you know telling stories there. Um, and our, you know, we have a lot of great stories on the website, so there's a lot of good information there. So I definitely encourage that. We also have a podcast called the Planet Service Announcement, and that is linked on our website, but you could also just search the Planet Service Announcement. It's super fun. We've got a lot of really great people from Yvonne Chouinard to Josh Murphy, who produced the film Artificial. So lots of good content to, to keep you engaged and to get you excited. Well, that's awesome. I really appreciate you being on this episode of the Charity Charge Show, Kate. Thank you so much for being a guest. Totally my pleasure. Thank you.